Hello, Fightful Faithful. Welcome to the NXT edition of Sour Graps. I've held off on calling it that officially because there was always hope that we one day might be able to move past this latest chapter and be better. But I'm here with my co-host, uh, Kate Hensler. This is I'm Alex Pulaski, and we're going to talk about NXT and about stuff. Listen, uh, Kate, I, I, I brought this up to you before the show started when we were just hanging out together waiting for the thing to start. And uh, it's like, imagine you had a, 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 a beloved family pet who's getting older, more sickly. You take him into the vet, and they want to keep him overnight for observation. And you, they say he's going to be fine, we think. But we're going to start him on some experimental medi uh, medication and see if that brings him around. And you don't, you don't want to tell the kids that that Fido is headed to a farm upstate. You don't want to do that. So, so you 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 convince yourself he's going to be okay, and then the vet calls you and says you might want to come down here and take a look. And you get there, and they say, well, there's been some side effects of the new medication. And you go and see your dog, and he's like rainbow colored, and you're like, what happened? What happened? Why is he rainbow colored? They're like, we don't know. We're vets. We have no idea. Why is why is he colored like a rainbow? We don't know. And then and then your dog dies. And it's terrible. It's a terrible thing. And Rain, the rainbow disease. They go and sign a seven foot. Uh, well, we'll, we'll get we'll dog. get to that very specifically. <laughs> we'll get that to that very specifically. I think. But but yeah, there's they're they're, they're going in a whole new direction. Um. Uh, yes. Uh, so anyway, uh, it's the NXT show. Uh, please do um, subscribe, drop a like, tap the bell for notifications, uh, send in a super chat. That's the best way to support us. Uh, 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 we really appreciate it. Uh, also, subscribe to Fightful Select, where you get me uh, just irrationally angry about about raw and smackdown uh it's right. it's unhealthy but it's but it's fun people like it it's cathartic for some kate seems to like it so you know what do you know um, why go to therapy <laughs> that's not true if you need therapy go to therapy right but the therapy that i would need from raw and smackdown would be like yeah. way extra money that yes. i can't afford on top no. of just like regular things don't treat your mental health with it but you can treat your wrestling mental health with it. Isn't it? Yeah, if wrestling mental health can be taken care of for just five dollars a month, it's pretty good. That's really good deal. Um, Joey Bag of Donuts sends in our first super chat. Says, "Look in my eyes. What do you see? A calyx of personality." Oh yeah, and you're also gonna get that on the post-show of All Out. It's going to be me and Alex holding down the fort. So you're going to get yeah. a calyx of personality in yeah. full force. And I am pumped because Alex and I are going to get to be happy, I think. Uh, yes. Oh, very happy. So <laughs> the, in, inconsolably joyous. <laughs> um, uh, this is why I'm hoping personally that for some reason they they open the show with CM Punk versus Darby. So you have what? It's an AEW show. So what? Four and a half hours between the end of the first match and the end of the night to let it all dissipate. 
Because if you go straight from seeing CM Punk win his first match in seven years to being on the show, you're just going to be a ball of light with no vocal cords because you'll have been screaming. And it would be really hard for me to host the show by myself. That is a very uh, good point, and I will just be crying. That's true. Yeah. Uh, Ricardo says, hey, Kalex, give me some entertainment. We're going to try. We're going we're gonna to try. NXT uh, attempted to. Yeah. Uh, and Nerguru says, hashtag Team Kalex. Also, NXT is watching a car crash in slow motion. It breaks my heart. My dear God, what do they do to Diamond Mine? The end is near. Uh, we'll see. We'll, we'll, we'll see what they did to Diamond Mine. Um, it's like watching, you know what it is? It's like, it's like watching um, a movie where like they show you the end and then they go back and show you how you got there. We all know how this is going to end. Yeah. It's going to be horrible. And so we're watching like for little signs of what's going to, oh, this is, this was the signal that something, if they had only made this different decision, things might have looked, ah, oh, darn. They're Tarantinoing the shit out yeah. of us right now. That's yeah. what's happening. Yeah, yeah. No, it's John. Kind of like watching, you know, like the second before a leaf falls off a tree. Yeah. It's like watching that. Yeah, it's true. It's very good. Um, uh, Aaron says, I don't wish to be mean, but I can't take a, Pete Dunne seriously with that top knot. Uh, I mean, Brock Lesnar's got one. Do you take him seriously? Uh, also, cheers to the A-team. I think we should call it the K-A-team. I'll take that. I'll take yeah, either, really. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> if you're saying we're the best, I'll take it. Ryan says that you didn't dress up. You promised you let us all down. Okay. Uh, I saw I saw that little, that tweet. Yes, let, let's not have mal wardrobe malfunctions. But I but I, I appreciated the tweet. Go and go to go to Kate's Twitter. You'll find the outfit that she might have worn, but but for uh, uh, you know uh, an ill fitting garment. I am a professional, kind of. <laughs> um. Shout out to Kate for the back and forth on Twitter talking about Carmelo Hayes and Swerve Scott. I missed this. Oh, shout out to you. Yeah, we can talk about it later. But I just. Yeah. It yeah, would well, be weird for Carmelo Hayes to not go for the big guns in this company. But we'll right. We'll yeah. Yeah. Uh, Lisa Lockhart says Team uh, Kale all the way. So he's, uh, it's, I, I, think we're, I think we decided it's Kalex. I think we have simply because it's now a lexicon on other shows. So like <laughs> we, right. we, we can't change it now. That'd be like going from calling somebody, uh, I don't know, Apollo Crews. Uh, back to Apollo, and then back to Apollo Cruz later. You can't do that. Like Mustafa Ali is Ali, and then Mustafa Ali again. It's just crazy. Yeah, like no one, no one in their right mind would make a decision like that. So we're not going to do it. In their right mind is yes. the key phrase of that sentence. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> it's a to the moon, or as as Car as as Cameron Grimes did today. Toe the moon because he <laughs> likes puns. Um, okay, uh, so this might get us right into the first uh thing. Uh, young Drizzy sends in though I hated the Mandy versus Saray finish, it's setting up Mandy to be the come the next Trish based on next week. Uh, I also I love that more women are used. Uh, okay, great. Let's talk about this. Um, Mandy Rose comes out flanked by. JC Jane and Gigi Dolan. And they are still wearing their normal Gigi Dolan and JC Jane stuff. And what it looks like 
it, what it looked like to me was that like like um like there's a a, a hidden deleted um, storyline from like Mean Girls where Regina George kicks the other girls to the curb and goes and recruits a couple of like burnouts that are smoking behind the gym and like you're my next two you're my new two henchwomen and they're like I guess because they do not look like they go together at all no. and when they were walking out Gigi Dolan and JCJ look like they wanted to be anywhere else but there which makes sense but then we see that they absolutely have Mandy Rose's back um so I guess that's good. Uh, there, Andy Rose is facing Saray. And this was the first of two times that I was like, oh, darn, my favorite is going to be used to put over somebody I don't really love. And both times, that didn't happen. So I was very happy about that on this episode of NXT because Mandy Rose lost. I mean lost she left on purpose because as we've seen this is the this is long-term storytelling months ago she and dana brooke on raw had a tag team title match uh against nia jackson Shayna baszler and they made nia very angry which as we saw last night is probably not the best thing to do not great they, maybe maybe they were right to do this but they just left during the title match took a voluntary count out and said, that's not worth it. It's not worth it. Sorry, it's not worth it. Um, and and they never got another title match as a tag team. They literally walked out on their last ever tag team title shot. But Mandy Rose has been established as somebody who voluntarily walks away from matches. So she got kicked in the face really hard. Um, and JC Jane and Gigi Dolan pretended that she was like disfigured. Um, like she needs plastic surgery. Uh, and they threw a towel over her face and walked away, leading her to the back. And that was the end of, of, of the match. Your thoughts, Hensler, our, our women's wrestling expert. Oh, thank you. Um, I don't like non-finishes, but this one wasn't the worst. I don't like it kicking off the show at all. And I don't feel like Gigi Dolan is someone that listens to anybody else literally ever. I think she's way too cool um, and too much of a, like, Hell's Favorite Harlot doesn't, like, hang out with Regina George. That's Janice Ian, damn it. <laughs> so I don't know what Mandy Rose has done to kind of, like, earn their loyalty, which is a little bit annoying, but also nothing is ever planned ever, and she kind of just got sent down from the main roster. And I know they've had, like, some segments, but, like, Gigi's a badass, and if she's going to have your back, I would think there'd be something kind of, like, in it for her a little bit mm -hmm. more, but this was fine. Um, I, I just did not like it opening up the show if you were going to go with a false finish, but this didn't feel like a pointless false, false finish or something that's going to lead to a bunch of 50-50 booking. Like, it made sense for the story that they're telling. I just like wins and losses. That's all. <laughs> yeah. Um, me too. I am also a fan of the wins and the losses. Um... <laughs> I, I'm I'm always in that. This 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 felt very much like something they would do on the main roster, and, and they have done many many times the main roster. And it doesn't. It, I don't need it in NXT. You can figure out a way to make this work. Yeah. Um, Saray could could win the match after you know Mandy Rose is uh, horribly uh, you know worried about her face. But I just love the image of her taking a drop kick to the face. Now I love Saray's running drop kick in the ropes. It always looks brutal. Uh, and Mandy Rose, this is how Mandy Rose sells, is by just covering up her face and running away. 
but it did it reminded me so much of that scene from from the Jack Nicholson Batman where he's getting getting plastic surgeon from like this back alley doctor and he's like um he 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 takes off the bandages like let's see how we did and then he's he's just stricken with shock to see Jack Nicholson's face and he goes ah uh, mirror, and he like asked for the hand mirror. He's like, ah. He's like, you you have to understand that the, the nerves were completely severed, Mister Napier. I did what I could. You see what I have to work with here, and it's like butcher's tools. Like that's what I I need that scene next week. Manny Rose gets horrible, crazy plastic surgery, like like an eyes out of place. Like give me some prosthetics and everything. I need it. I gotta have it because because now maybe if she's she thinks she's disfigured then she'll become a burnout like the other girls and then maybe we'll get a little role reversal i mean i have in my notes i was like is she a luchador because the way she covered her face yeah, looked yes. like she was on <laughs> lucha mandy written in my mouth yeah. in my notes but yeah um yeah, I mean, we've seen this this angle done a million times, right? We saw Cody with it. We yeah. we saw so many people that uh, their their money maker has gotten sure. uh, messed up. So I'm kind of okay with that with Mandy. I actually have kind of liked her in this role. I just haven't liked the context around this role. But I'm but yeah. I'm happy she's finally wrestling. Um, yeah, she's pretty good. You know, <laughs> yeah, it's like she's she's a lot better than she used to be. Yeah, uh, you can see her improving on the main roster. Um, her being, you know, sent back down, you know, quote unquote, um, I don't think spoke like to how much she had improved. Um, and, uh, I just didn't want her to be, uh, I don't want her, I don't want her to be like, she's Eva Marie who actually wrestles. You know what I mean? Like, cause Eva Marie doesn't actually wrestle, but it's basically like, she's all about the looks and everything. Just let Manny Rose wrestle and try and win. You know, that's, that's, that's good. Um, later in the night, we see um, Saray got laid out backstage by G.E. Dolan and J.C. Jane. Um, so maybe she really did like like break her face in several places. as Because it seems like if it was all an act to get out of the match, you wouldn't have to send your goon squad to beat up the woman who disfigured you. Fake also, disfigured you. Did this look like a college dorm to you? It did. It, it did. like a college dorm. I'm poster on the wall. Yeah, what was happening? I'm I'm pretty sure just the PC is just like like a single floor of a of a college dorm. I think so too. Yeah, it just feels like that to me. (laughs) Um, uh, Emily Cease says RIP to NXT. Let's have a new logo or whatever. Let's (laughs) let's go into the let's just do the. What was your first thought when you saw the logo, uh, Kate Hensler? My first thought was, okay, this is very different. But my second thought was, what wonderful irony that we are getting this colorful rainbow while they're about to go produce the carbon copy of the same wrestler over and over and over again. And like, you have the red brand and you have the blue brand and now you're going to have, because this isn't a brand anymore. Like I was like, oh, perfect. We can't call this like, the blue, pink, yellow, green, whatever brand, like the Roy G. Biv brand doesn't really work. So like that, that's kind of where my thoughts went, but I was just like, what the hell is this? And then like, oh, this is cute. You're giving us a bunch of, of colors as soon as this is becoming just the least diverse place mm-hmm. in the world. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> my, my, my first thought was take a look. It's a heel hook. It's wrestling rainbow. Um, <laughs> 
but no, my, my first thought was this is the most cynical thing I've ever seen because um, the like, I mean, Triple H presided over um, the metal NXT. Like that was his baby. That was his aesthetic. That's what he said, because this is what I love. This is my brand. I'm giving it to it. And after WrestleMania, the like the re-logo was, was literally a golden skull with a crown and black raven's wings. And it's the it's over the top and like this, like it's like that's a little on the nose for your metal brand. Um, and and it, it just it just feels to me like they were like, okay, so not that. What's the opposite of that? rainbows and Wale doing a hip hop track. And now it's fixed. We fixed it, everybody. We fixed NXT because there's no golden skull anymore. It, fe it feels like they went to like a strip mall and they pulled somebody off the street who had nothing else better to do and did a focus group. And it was one guy. And they were like, uh, hi, uh, what's your name? Uh, my name's Steve. Okay, Steve. Uh, do you follow wrestling at all? No. Uh, have you ever watched NXT? What's that? Perfect. Your exact demographic we're looking for. People mm -hmm. who don't watch wrestling and have never watched NXT. So here's five minutes of NXT. Watch that and then tell us what you don't like. Well, it's kind of dark. Uh, like there's, there's lighting's all dark and it's like, it's kind of monochromatic and like, aha, so bright colors. Perfect. Thanks, Steve. You're the one person we talked to about this and you changed everything about NXT. I have no idea also if that's going to work. Oh, it's, it's off center. X is off center. It's off center. I mean, this bo this bothers a lot of people. I honestly didn't see it the first ten times I looked at the logo, and now that people are complaining about it, I'm like, I guess so. But I'm like the most like whatever. I don't I don't have like an aesthetic where everything's got to be perfectly aligned. I don't have that oh my in gosh. my brain. But it's in the middle, and it's the symmetrical letter. <laughs> right. No, I. I totally get it. For people who are into graphic design, it bothers the hell out of them. I like I don't I didn't see it. I see it now, but I'm like, oh, it doesn't do anything to me. But I get why people are like, this is not how you design a logo. But and yeah. that goes back to like the merch. Like, that's also not how you design. I'm like, you are the most resourced company in the world. How are yeah. you making amateur graphic design state? Right. Right. <sighs> WWE Mark says NXT sucked turning on uh turn on heels relying on your review. Well, here we go. I hope you like it, WWE Mark. Um uh Chaos Control says the best fightful team is back to review the X-Man 3 of wrestling. Oh no, is it that bad? It is the last stand, though. Uh, uh he says that he thinks that Kate has become his adult crush. Well, there you go. <laughs> That's nice. You thirst trap him with the funeral wear and the ridiculous sequin outfits, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, Matt Raikiel says, uh, Team Kalex all day. I'll be listening to the rest of the pod on the plane to Chicago. Ooh, going to Chicago for the big show. Yeah, he is. Um, Paul White, if you will. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the Nerd Guru is sending me a super chat. For the show that I do after this, which doesn't get super chats because it's on the it's on Fivefold Select, uh, so he sent me five dollars for when I go nuclear sour on the unprofessionalism of Nia Jax shoot or work shoot. It was god awful. Yeah, that's surprisingly not the thing I had the most the biggest problem with from last night. <laughs> I find weird things to be really angry about. Um, 
Nerguru says, Mandy can't lead a faction. She fits better as second in command to whatever Frankie Monet has going on. Yeah, I'm a, I'm worried they're going to have like a weird, like, um, you can't have two things going on. The same. Like, it's weird. Um, remember how they used to do, um, Hollywood would like, we're going to release Deep Impact and Armageddon within four weeks of each other and hope nobody can tell that we have two comet movies. And like, no, no, one's a meteor, one's a comet, I get it, but basically it's the same thing, and they're coming out within a month of each other. You can't do that. I don't think we can do a Frankie Monet-led faction and a Mandy Rose-led faction, and they're both basically the same. They fill the, I know they're not the same character, but they fill the same function in a wrestling company. And that's hard to do those at the same time. But what do I know? On Raw, they have three, count them, three oddball tag teams. Like, oh, hey, hey, Mustafa Ali and Mansoor. Um, like, Mustafa's trying to teach him how to be a heel. And Mansoor's trying to teach him how to be a babyface again. And that's cool. And Riddle just wants to ride a scooter. And Randy's all, mm. and then we got, And then we got Rhea Ripley and, and, and Nikki A.S.H. And now they're friends, even though they wanted to kill each other two weeks ago. But can they coexist? So if we do those three things at the same time on Raw, who's to say we can't do Frankie Monet and Mandy Rose leading factions? First of all, how dare you call women in wrestling friends? They are best friends. <laughs> yeah, besties. They're only best friends. Yeah, yeah. Or mortal enemies. I don't yeah. just have normal, healthy relationships as a no. woman. Yeah. Best friends. Yes. Enemies. Yeah. And the, the 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 best way to become enemies is to be best friends and to have that one best friend betray you. That's it. Just what a betrayal. Exactly true. That's how women work. <laughs> yes, it's all that's the only way women work. I totally get it. Uh, Chris Rains says, I'm here for some more Team Kalex fun. Getting so excited for all the Chicago craziness this weekend. Ah, uh, yes, 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 yes. Um, uh, <laughs> Kevin Seats is, uh, is mentioning my, my t shirt, Big Kahuna. That's that Hawaiian burger joint. I hear they got some tasty burgers. I never had one myself. How are they? Uh, I, I wish, I wish they were, I wish it was a real thing, but that's just, just, just his t shirt. I would love a Hawaiian burger, that would be good um super chat more so alex can buy hawaiian burgers <laughs> i guess i mean i'm <laughs> don't they have like a hawaiian burger at red robin i never i'm like i'm so bad like when i go to places i'm like i know what i like and i will get that as oh, opposed to like way. trying something new and different no no i give no. courtesy looks through the menu oh yeah i'm not gonna get pad thai at this thai place sure right right yes i am yeah yeah <laughs> Okay, what happened next? <laughs> I love doing this show. Um, okay, so okay, what happened? No, oh, what happens next? Tommaso Ciampa uh gets to, to, to cut a little promo talking about what, what what they did to Timmy. And Tommy's taking out revenge. He's going for revenge. And it was very poignant, I thought. They've set up uh the convention of Tommaso Ciampa sitting in a chair and Toothless Timmy sitting in a chair next to him. And at the end of the promo, Tommaso Ciampa gets up and throws his chair behind him at smashes against the garage door. And Toothless Timmy just stays there and then smiles into the camera. And that's the convention they've used. But now Toothless Timmy's not there. So when he throws the chair behind him and runs away, it's just an empty chair where Toothless Timmy should be. And it made me feel like, oh, Tommy, Tommy's alone. He doesn't have his best friend with him. How, how, 
how will he ever overcome these odds later tonight against Rich Holland? Because Rich Holland has his best friend with him, not only Lorkin, not Danny Birch, not not Pete Dunn. I'm talking about the big black cock that he comes out with and points, points directly <laughs> to the screen. That's his best friend. That's his best friend. Um, That's some women's best friend too. Yeah, no, real, it's right? true. I mean, it's true. It's, it, he calls him. He, he calls him cocky. He's like, "Come on, cocky, we got to go out and have a match." He's like, "Okay, let's go." Uh, anyway, uh, that was a match we'll talk about when we get to it. Um, what are, did you have anything to say about this little promo? I thought it, I thought it was effective. Um, I, I love Tommaso Ciampa. Um, him never getting to hold Goldie again after he had to give it up because he was hurt, and um, then his, and his daughter was born, and like it was like dedicated to like that. Like, I hope he gets to be champion one more time. Like really, I really I do. So so I have a really soft spot for him, but I don't know. What are what are your Tommaso Ciampa feels? Oh, I love him. I think he's kind of similar to how Eddie Kingston is in AEW to me, where I just everything feels very real and I buy everything he says. And I think he is great when he has a belt, but he is the last guy to need one because he's just there to kick everybody's ass. And I love characters like that. Face heel, I don't give a crap. If you're there to kick everybody's ass, I'm in on it. Yeah. Um, I would love for him to have another title run, but I don't know what any of this means anymore. That's the tricky thing yeah. about these episodes is I'm so like, different. they're acting like this is all building to something. I don't know what that is anymore. Like, right. what does that look like? So, I mean, Champa can't really do anything wrong. This was short and sweet. Yeah. Um I like I buy it when he throws a chair. I'm like, yeah, this dude's really gonna kick someone's ass. <laughs> I um I, I I think that the thing that I always looked at it was that he didn't really care about being the champion. He just wanted to make sure Johnny wasn't the champion. That was the big deal to him. And then he got the title and it, he became like entranced by the idea of being champion. And, and, and then he had to give it up. And on general principle, he needs it back because I never lost that match. Like, that's the thing for him is like, I if you take that from me, that's fine. I'll go on my merry way. But I had to give that up. That was not my choice. And I'll be damned if I don't have that back. And I, I, I've i always loved him referring to it as Goldie. I thought that was that was me nice. Too. I mean, Ridge Holland calls it cocky and uh, he calls it Goldie. It's very nice. Everything's got nicknames. Everybody's yeah. points of pride have nicknames. That's right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Tommaso Ciampa has the the NXT title belt, and uh, Rich Holland has a big black cock. Um, so uh, back from the break, uh, and here comes Duke Hudson to to, to fight Kyle O'Reilly. We didn't actually talk about this on last week's episode. It got we got breezed right by it. Um, but I did love uh, Duke Hudson walking up to like gently talk shit to to Kyle O'Reilly, like, hey, uh, to. Like, how you doing, man? Look like you got your ass kicked. I mean, congratulations on the win and everything. And Kyle O'Reilly just, like, slaps him in the face. Like, Kyle O'Reilly just flying off the handle in an instant, like, irrationally makes his character so much more compelling because he's like, hey, I'm cool, Kyle. I'm totally cool. I'm going to do a sick burn. But anyway, I might just slap a dude who's a foot taller than me in the face. And I think it's kind of cool. That and I feel like you've also met that person, the guy that's oh, like yeah. cool until they're not. Like yeah. I luckily know that guy. That guy's yeah. great, right? Um, yeah, I, I've liked what I've seen of Duke Hudson so far. 
I think he's got room to grow, but that's fine. He should. Um, but yeah, I, I liked last week's segment and I, there's a lot of things that I really liked about this match. If you want to get into it. Yeah, no, I, 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 I really like the match. I, I, this show is sponsored by better help. If you had an extra hour in your day, what is the first thing that you would do? Read a book, take a nap, play some video games, do something for a friend, volunteer. A lot of us spend our lives wishing that we had more time. But the question is, time for what? And if it was unlimited, how would you go about using it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important for you and to make it a priority. And therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Therapy is so valuable. It's gotten me through some tough times, really helped me reflect on things that are important, specifically with BetterHelp. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be the convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. This is so beneficial when you've got that crammed schedule and you can't even imagine finding that extra hour. You can do it all from home. Fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Fightful today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash Fightful. It's so flexible and it can help you find that social sweet spot with BetterHelp. That's BetterHelp.com slash Fightful. I think it's one of those things of like Duke Hudson is... I believe he's over 30. I don't know how old he is. He looks over 30. Remember, no over 30 and no vanilla M words. But he's over, if he is over 30, he's definitely not an M word, uh, not a little person. Um, and I think he's so natural on, on the mic and giving just like, not even on the mic, just like giving promos backstage and stuff. He's so natural. That kind of easy, effortless. Uh, delivery of his lines is something that's really hard to teach. You either have it or you don't. And he does. And that's really interesting to me. I think that he's the kind of guy that if you put, strapped a rocket to him, like, and you said, we're going to give you like six wins in a row. Um, like he's the kind of guy you could groom to like bypass everything else and take that title off of Samoa Joe. Like he's, he's big. He's, he's, he's handsome. He's, he can talk great. He's got an accent. Like it's, there's a lot of really good things about Duke Hudson. Um, and yet like, I, I'm also content to see him perform really, really well in a loss against Kyle O'Reilly. Like it's a weird thing for me. He's one of those guys that like, depending on how they book him could, could go any number of ways, including all the way to the top if they decided to. Sure. He's definitely someone you could book win after win after win, have him go up to the main roster, go two and two for no reason. He's that guy, you know, uh, he's, he's, he's great. I, um, I, I think there's a lot of value to him on both sides of the coin, like you just said. And there was a lot that I loved from Kyle in this match, but the ribs, everything that they did with the ribs in this match to me was great. Yep. Um, Duke Hudson going harder on them after they were already injured. Kyle O'Reilly going to Irish whip him and being like, I can't, my ribs hurt. When you're injured, your performance should be affected by such things. I also liked commentary putting over Kyle O'Reilly's story in this a little bit. Wade Barrett had said something to the effect of, uh, you know, the bigger you are, the bigger the target you are. Sometimes that's not always a great thing. What a great way 
to articulate the the size differential between the two. I really appreciated his commentary on that, but just a lot of really great things in this match. I felt like Duke Hudson was great. I felt like this was Kyle O'Reilly doing a great job of storytelling though, from the finish, um, the way he was taking some of those boots from him, like so fantastic and just a really great, sound way for a smaller dude to win a match. I felt like there were so many believable moments in here. Yeah. Uh, I, I really, uh, I really enjoyed, uh, the match. Um, I, I also loved like, Oh, okay. Well, uh, you can't hit my ribs if I did wreck both of your knees. <laughs> like <laughs> I'm going to tear both of your knees apart and now you can't hit me in the ribs anymore. Um, and then like the flying knee off the top rope to the back of the knee that looked really vicious. Um, and then they get to see, uh, like, I think Kyle O'Reilly has had a heel hook t-shirt for months. And when they, when they gave it to him, he hadn't yet won a match with a heel hook. Like, I feel like that, if that's the way he's going to win matches, I love that. Like, like, no, I'm, I'm, I'm going to use this move. It really hurts. You're going to tap out to it. If I get it in, that's it. That's it for you. I think we need more of those guys in NXT with like an ironclad um, uh, submission finisher. Agreed. Like if I lock it in the middle of the ring, you're not getting out of it. Um, and I think Kyle Riley is a perfect guy to do that. Um, but that, I feel like they don't have one. Like they have guys who are like, I'm going to choke you. Like that's not the same <laughs> thing as like a, a like a great limb submission. Like I feel like that is that is endemic only to that particular guy. I think that works a lot, and I think Kyle's perfect for it. And that's a it's a good one to use too. Agreed. Um. So uh, Ilya Dragunov comes out. Uh. And um. And he is, he is limping. Like 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 give the guy a crutch or a or or something like a like like he was he had one leg entirely bent like he was putting zero weight on on his left leg. Uh, like he was walking around like a flamingo and he, he was walking in the middle of the ring and his, you could tell his, his, his right leg was bent like this underneath his slacks. Like, dude, you're going to tear out your other knee, putting all of your weight on it. Don't do that. Um, like just like you could sell a different way, <laughs> but, no, but, but, but okay. It be like this. <laughs> um, Anyway, uh, I I enjoyed this. Uh, the the crowd was into it. Like this was like the the full sale crowd to me tonight. They were given some really good responses to people. The, they wouldn't let him talk. They were given a "You deserve it." A "Please don't go" chant broke out. Uh, um, Ilian uh, Ily Dragunov uh, got cuts of like you know. Um, uh, now we know what is it is time. This is where he is, it means to be NXT UK champion. I uh, I am the man who has begun the biggest battle of his life, and this I I would like to come back here someday, perhaps when you don't have as many COVID cases. But some other time, perhaps I will come back, and we will see what will happen then. But until now, I am Cesar, and I am like he's got the biggest, like most obvious German accent, but everything about him, his whole character is Russian. It's a very <laughs> odd thing. Um, but I, I think he's he's great. Um, like that's that's that he got busted open in that uh Roddy Strong match. Um, that is a gnarly ass scab that he's got yes. over here. Like, it is, it is wow, that is bad, bad, bad. That that is that what happened to Mandy Rose? Because if so, throw a towel over it. Like, that that looks bad. Um, only a best friend, yeah, only oh, yeah. that for that's you. True. Um, I, I don't know what their plans are. 
with with NXT UK because um because Dragonov is is not a big boy. Uh a big boy is 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 Walter. So I don't know what their whole thing is like if is is it is it okay to be um a vanilla little person if you're in the UK? Uh, I don't know. Like I don't know what that I don't know what the future holds for that at all. Um, but I, 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 I love it. I, I love him being the champion. That's it's something different. There was a really cool thing I saw where it, it, it dawned on me that like we had that NXT UK championship tournament, um, uh, five years ago, and it's just been four dudes. Uh, and one guy has been the champ for a week and the other guy was champ for like less than a year, Tyler Bate. And it's just the other guys, and that's it. And Pete Dunne had a really long run. And yeah. then Walter was like, hold my beer. And he <laughs> had the longest run ever. And and so I'm, I, I, a, it's a lager. It's a big giant stein of beer. Hold it for me. It's too heavy for you. You can put it down. Um, I, 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 I think it's really cool that like they've only had the four. Um, and Ilya, Ilya Dragunov, who knows how long he's going to hold it. Yeah, first of all, if you haven't left a thumbs up on this video after those accents that Alex just did, I don't know what you're waiting for. So give us a thumbs up. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's my favorite part of the show, and I'm on it. It's the best. Uh, I, I love Dragunov. He's, he's like the perfect, just iconic wrestling guy. Like his intensity. I feel like when he had that scab, he was like, yeah, I've got this nasty <laughs> scab, and I'm going to go out there, yeah. and I'm going to give this promo like – what what an absolute little badass. I love him. I had several moments in, in this show where I was like, what are they going to do with NXT UK? Like, they brought a few people over. Are they testing them out? Are they abandoning the rest of it? Like, are these people going here and then up to the main roster? Because it seems silly to bring them to NXT first. It's just a very confusing landscape, and it, it makes watching these things kind of cloudy. But as far as Dragunov goes, like, I I love this dude. And when you said that about Pete Dunne and Walter, I was thinking about, like, God, that match was incredible. And to start Walter's reign with that and then to end it with this incredible match, like, what yeah. a beautiful bookend to such an awesome championship reign. Like, yeah. I, I just absolutely love that that's how he got to start and, and finish his championship run. So, um, yeah, I, I liked this promo. It was kind of typical, but the crowd reaction was great. And it kind of should have been typical. Like he slayed the dragon, you know what I mean? The general, right. he's gone. So, um, but what does happen next? I just genuinely have no idea. And not like in a fun way, like in a, I don't know what's happening with this entire promotion way. So I guess we kind of just have to hang in there. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, uh, I it's been it's been a while and uh, uh, since the match and I haven't again had to give my hot take. Um, uh, so I I loved uh, Walter Vasily Dragunov and I didn't love the finish. Uh, there's I, a few people that feel that way. I think I wanted Walter to pass out. I wanted him to not give up that championship that he has held on to for 800 days or whatever to like force Ilya to choke him almost to death because he's just not doing it. Like Ilya gets on his back and it's basically, I want it to be, I wanted, I wanted it to be the, the Wesley versus Fezzik scene from, from princess bride where he's just choking him. And finally he goes down to one knee and then to all fours and he slumps down face, face down out and and the and the ref has to lift up an arm and it falls back down and that's it like like I, that was what I really wanted it, it it didn't 
make a lot of sense for Walter to be like, I am the greatest fighter you've ever seen. I will chop your heart so so much it explodes, but please don't hurt my neck. I, I please, no, I, I can't do it anymore. You can have my title now, I don't want it. Um, I, I thought that was one thing I, I didn't love. The match was amazing. I just I wish he'd passed out. That's my that's my hot take. Um uh so yeah, we, we go right from an in-ring interview uh, interview promo to a backstage interview. Arash Marchese interviews Kaylee Ray, and she just talks shit about everybody. <laughs> She's like, Yeah, you and you and you and you and you, you all suck, but especially you. Well, no, she did say, Who the hell is is Zoe? Who's Zoe Stark? Who the, who the, who is Zoe Stark? And I'm like well, honestly, I, I don't know anymore. We uh, don't know either. We, yeah. we have no idea. Can't answer. Um, it for you. Uh, she's she's one half of the tag team champions, but what does that mean? Uh, also, uh, she's like Ember Moon sucks. Uh, the, the so much, so much. Uh, uh, I can't do as thick of a Scottish brogue as she does. <laughs> like Nikki Cross uh, has is has a really good, is very thick Scottish accent. Um, but hers is done for with the powers of good. And Kaylee Ray is done with the powers of evil. And it's like, it's way over. Like, uh, Drew McIntyre is like, hold on. Like, you can you can look and slow down. I'm over here cutting promos about how I stole my sword from the belly of the Loch Ness Monster. And I'm like one quarter as Scottish as you are. Mm -hmm. So let's just, you know. Hold my sword, bro. Yeah, That's exactly. exactly where he's yeah. at. Um, I, I, I like Kaylee Ray. I'm glad she's here. Uh, we see later Ember Moon responding to it. It's her birthday. Uh, as she says, um, uh, and that, that, that she heard Kaylee Ray talking shit about her and she's like, you can stop that or I can make you stop. Uh, how about next week? And I say, how about, yes, I would like to see that match. Yeah. I liked both of these. I feel like if you're Ember Moon, I don't know if the, the only thing I didn't like was like her saying, you're trying to make a name off of mine kind of. Cause I don't know if she's like hot enough shit in NXT right now <laughs> to kind of be pulling that off. But like, these were fine. I'm excited for that match. Cause I feel like it's going to yeah. be really hard hitting and both of them can really go. I think she's coasting on. I used to be an NXT champion. That's NXT, fair. This woman's champion. But to me, it was like, they could have just had her beat Oscar for it. If they were going to have Oscar like, uh, lose the, 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 like not even really bring up the streak until it was convenient for them. When she lost it to, to Charlotte, um, like just because like, it was like I give you this title, and I was like, oh great! Like they could they could put it up like in a ladder match, she could win it that way. But they literally just handed her the title, and it was like that doesn't. That's not how that works. That's not how that tracks. I don't think. No. Um, uh, Mark uh, Losper says, given how much uh, NXT UK has screwed over the UK Indies, them leaving doesn't seem like it would be the worst thing. Hope we didn't miss uh, Nia Jax slander. Listen, there's like I, I have so much Nia Jax slander to dish out <laughs> on the on the on the on the following show. I don't want to do it twice. I um, mean, I'm here right now. If you wanted to do part one and two, because I have a lot of things to say about it, but we also have to fit into a certain time slot. Yeah, you know, um, I don't want you to be up till dawn talking about Nia. Don't. Drop people on their heads. No, and and then, especially somebody like Charlotte, and then when that person gets pissed and slaps you in the face for real, maybe don't give them the two piece. 
Um, yeah. I mean, that was that was crazy. She um, also did you see the spot with Raya? Oh yes. No, I was she, like, she could have concussed both of them in like two minutes. Yeah. Just such an unsafe worker, and I oh yeah, no, 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 like just protected, and I I don't get it. Uh, somebody somebody was posting all the all the gifs of of her injuring people, <laughs> and it's like and like seven of them are Kyrie Sane, and like maybe that's Kyrie Sane's like you know what I quit I quit wrestling goodbye. Um, yeah, and she was like literally yelling, "Hey, don't throw me into the ropes." <laughs> But like something bad happened, which was the coolest thing that happened at the same time, which was she punched Becky in the face and Becky made it incredible. And then yeah. I feel like people like started to justify that that was okay. And it super is not no, like it was, it was the, the, the craziest happy accident ever, because uh, if they have that match, Ronda versus Becky, Becky loses to Ronda clean and we never get the actual Becky. We never get it. So thank you, Nia Jax, for being a reckless piece of crap. But don't do that. Don't make it a habit. Um, Joey Bagadonuts says, uh, Alex's Arnold impression deserves money. Thank you very much. It was a Walter impression, first of well, all. Listen, it's a Walter impression. He just happens <laughs> to sound a lot like Arnold because they are both from Austria. That's all. There you go. Uh, Drake Maverick. Um as and Grayson Waller, like I like they don't they don't get to talk about it, but they they, they mention it and they were like, this is a weird thing. Usually, uh, Drake Maverick is the uh, feisty one, uh, and he's got to be the more even keeled one. Uh, uh, usually, uh, I want to say usually how like what was the, what was the what who was the person that he usually used to team with that he's not teaming with now, and what was the, what is the reason why that can't continue to happen? I wonder. Uh, yeah, so, yeah, goodbye, Killian Dane. Um, but hello, Grayson Waller, who, I don't even know how you describe this dude's look. Like, he's got, like, frosted tips and a weird goatee, and he's wearing boxing shorts, um, and he's, he's Australian. Like, it was just one of those things of, like, somebody, uh, on a character creator on, 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 on a, on a WWE 2K hit random and was like, it's oh, good. No. It's good. It's good. It's fine. He's from Australia. He's got frosted tips. He wears boxing shorts. Yeah, it's good. Let's just go. Let's go. He's like a boy band member doing one of those gimmick fights. That's what mm. I thought. Like, he looks like if you took Lance Bass and was like, you're next against Logan Paul for some reason, and you're wearing <laughs> Oh, wouldn't it be great if Lance Bass just, like, cold cocked him? And oh, that was the end it. of Jake Paul. That would be great. Oh, amazing. Just, he I just money for that. Lance Bass just comes up like this. It just ends up like clocking him right in the nose, and that if he goes down, that'd be great. Bye, 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 motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you were wondering who was gonna be the one to end your streak, Jake Paul, it's gonna be me. <laughs> um, I could do this the rest of the show. <laughs> it's fine. Uh, yeah. Okay. So, um. Yeah, so Grayson Waller gets pinned by the by the he, he tags himself in because he's a cocky, cocky guy. He's not he's not cocky. He's not no, cocky. He's not, he's yeah, not, no, he's not, not Rich Holland cocky, but he's he's cocky. He's arrogant. arrogant. Yeah. He's arrogant. Um, and uh, so he um he tags himself in. Uh, Drake Maverick gets thrown into like the weird like light stanchion thing they have out there, which is a weird. It's a bad place for it. Too many too many things can happen, as evidenced by Drake Maverick getting thrown into it. Um, and then, uh, he gets the double, the power bomb uppercut thingy. 
uh, and he loses. There you go. Yeah. I want Drake Maverick versus Walter. <laughs> to which our own dude Felice yeah. <laughs> said, why do you want to watch someone die, Kate? Yeah. And I said, Malachi Black versus Brock Anderson wasn't enough yeah. for me. So that's where I want this to go. Yeah, I guess that's true. Um, I, I, I think, I think, I think Drake Maverick, like teaching Grayson Waller how to how to be uh, a, a NXT superstar, is a weird thing. Like it's so many, like, like if you had to like, these are storylines being set up that I feel like are not going to be around in six weeks. Like Drake Maverick and and Grayson Waller as the as the like you know uh, odd couple tag team I feel like it's not a thing we'll be seeing by mid October, um yeah that's not good um uh, Los Dino uh, is here with a, with a super take think of a super take it's a it's a wrong take P- uh, pass out finishes are overdone they mean nothing plus Ilya did a neck crank if you don't tap you don't live listen um it's fake it's a fake match. Um, so he wasn't actually going to kill him, uh, and pass out finishes mean a lot to me. Uh, they, they are overdone in, in situations that don't warrant them. This is a situation that warranted it. A guy who's been champion and an unbeatable monster for 800 days doesn't just say here, you may have my championship. It's a fake fight. They chose how to end it. That's how they ended it. That's my point. I kind of feel like I see both sides of the coin. I would prefer what you said, Alex, but if that happened, like, I think tapping out makes Dragunov seem like a big deal, or is right. supposed to. Oh, yeah, but, it, like, he didn't come out and do that today. So if thing, you're going to do that, the follow-up should be this. Right, right. Uh, Ilya Dragunov seems like a big deal beating Walter anyway, because nobody can beat Walter. It diminishes Walter. By having him tap out instead of just to, to me, it does not hugely, but it diminishes him. It doesn't make uh, Dragonoff higher than it would if he, if he made the guy pass out to, to me. Um, and uh, Mark Losper says the instinct jokes just got a fightful select sub out of me. Genius. Okay. All right. Uh, 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 Sean, uh, that's, that's yeah, one, Sean. that's one for team Kalex. I am I I I I am anticipating that next month we will we will see in our paychecks that particular fightful select stub just split two there ways between us because otherwise you wouldn't have that money. So because you know go. what, Alex, we're but, not just another player in this game for two. We're not. No, no, we we're definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. This is uh, how good NXT was. This is that's true. So many in sync references. Yeah. Um oh, no. so yeah, in, Indy says please give Dexter Loomis a chance. Uh, I'll think about it and then Loomis is like he just he just materializes out of thin air. I'll never get tired of that. Um so there's a report that Gargano is going to be the top heel in NXT moving forward and I'm like why are you doing that? Why like he's so close to being that wonderful annoying tweener that we we love to hate sometimes but also root like crazy for um making him the top heel doesn't make a lot of sense to me um because if if you do that you have to have him like what i don't know like send indy to a nunnery and and 
like lock Dexter Loomis in a tower somewhere? Like what is what is he what is he doing that makes him that much more of a heel? Like he's a lovable a-hole now, and that's perfect. He's he's walking that tightrope perfectly. You make him the top heel to me, that signifies evil, you know. Well, I think they probably saw how well it's working with Becky, and we're like, we're gonna. <laughs> We're gonna do that. Yeah, we're gonna do that. Because that's got over gangbusters with her. Yeah. Um. Hopefully, they just mean the most elevated heel, and not that they're making him the most heelity heel ever. Right. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, I don't have any faith in them. No. Um. I I, I liked this match. I liked the Johnny Gargano versus LA Knight match. Uh, Larry Knight, La Knight. I liked. I liked it. Um. Uh. I I hated the finish. Because I don't like distraction finishes. Those yeah. uh, like just my 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 kingdom for one episode of an, a WWE product that doesn't rely on at least one distraction finish. Um, uh, I I thought it was cute that like Dexter wanted to do like the 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 little the high five thing, and Johnny, in spite of himself, wanted to do it too. But then he just like gets turned around. Right into the to the finisher, and I'm like, oh, okay. And then, but I what I did love was Dexter Loomis, and it's 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 very slight, but his his normal uh, like big eye thing is this, right? <laughs> and then once he realized that that he had cost Johnny the match, he went from this to this, which is which is subtle, but I really really appreciated that there was a there was a moment, yeah. I uh, recently showed my sister who does not watch wrestling Dexter Loomis and her response was, <laughs> what? <laughs> Which means that this character is perfect. Yeah, yeah. That's what your reaction is supposed to be. Um, yeah, this match was really fun, actually. There were a lot of really fun spots, but I don't want distraction finishes either. And I got two of them in two hours on NXT. Man, yeah. come on. Yeah. Uh, Gargano versus Knight brought to you by the distraction. <laughs> Uh, Nerd Guru says agreed. Um, I'm fine if Jeremy's doing it because that's the name of his show. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't. I listen. I don't know if he deserves this spot either. But I could see like Lanite uh, leading a faction of of bad guys um, that that could be a a a, a, a middle to the top heel entity. Uh, in there, I don't know if I need to see uh, uh, a a Elanite uh, title run or anything like that. But him being a thorn in somebody's side, uh, mm -hmm. particularly because of the numbers game, there's got to like I'm sure. Listen, you just went to Vegas and recruited some people. Um, I'm you, you got to have a bunch of a bunch of dudes back there who are big because this is what we're doing now. Just give those guys to to Lanite and have him send him out there to get wrecked by Samoa Joe until Lanite can sneak in and do his finisher. You know, uh, do something like that. I actually really like LA Knight and I really liked him as Eli Drake. Um before I like him as Eli Drake, Drake more than I like him as La Knight, but well and yet part of it's just been his booking. Like last week he was like, I lost this fake belt, which means I should get a yeah. real belt shot. And we were like, What? And then he was like, and now also I have issues with Johnny Gargano. So they need to fix his booking in a hurry, I hope. But like I'm he hasn't been there terribly long, so I'm hoping that, like, as they break him in, you get to see more of, of what he's capable of. But yeah. him as a mouthpiece for a stable, I think, is a great idea because he can be – he can lean in so many directions. He can be extremely showy, but he can also, like, ground a lot of stuff in, in truth. You can kind of 
turn him up and turn him down as you need him to, uh, which is fun. And I think he did a lot of that with, with Cameron Grimes. So I'm with you. He could lead a stable. Just don't have Malcolm Bivens lead it because then it'll break up. Uh, yeah, it's not good. So sad. Um, so uh, I I really enjoyed this little moment where um, MSK walked into Regal's office and we're like, um, we want to give uh, Birch and Lorcan a title match because we know they never lost it. And I think that's that's a that's a wonderful little detail of what makes a babyface team a babyface team. And it may be stupid because it may cost them the titles. Um, but I, I, I do appreciate that, like, that that's a thing that a babyface team would do. And I also liked the little detail of, like, um, of William Regal going, as oh, various, yes, of course, Oni and Daddy are owed a title match because they've never lost the belts. But be- because of their actions last week, I was going to strip them of the opportunity. But if you insist, gentlemen, like, it was just, it's just a wonderful thing of, like, that little detail of they weren't going to get the title shot because they were bad boys. But this magnanimous honorable gesture from our babyface champ may have just sealed their fate and i like that a lot because like if that little detail of they weren't going to get the title match but now you asked for it so next week we get msk versus uh lorkin and birch i don't know if we're going to have the the, a, a title um uh switch hands on a taped show but um but that kind of a thing uh would may lead down the road just something like that. I couldn't agree more. I love all those little nuances because it also makes the bad guys feel more mean because <laughs> they got punished. They should be in timeout, darn it. Uh, but if the baby face is asking for it, darn it, they deserve that shot. And you're right. Like that's, I kind of like when faces are, when they're stupid in the name of integrity, that's fine yeah. by me. <laughs> like when they're stupid because they're so stupid because they're trying to do the right thing. That kind of stupid I'm okay with when they're stupid because they're just idiots doing yeah. dumb stuff. That I don't like. But when it's like a matter of like, well, this this championship is supposed to be a symbol of integrity and uh, an integrity move would be to go give them a title shot. Mm. That's okay. Like, yeah. I, I appreciate those things too. Dis- distracted. Like, stupid because you were distracted by your opponent's, uh, uh, your, the person you're feuding with ring music coming up and looking at the Titan Tron so you get rolled up by somebody else. That's the wrong kind of stupid. Uh, being stupid the- on general principle, that's a good kind of stupid. I like that Yes, one. I was going to say. Being on um, the top rope in a battle royal, stupid. Yes, yes stupid. <laughs> yeah, dumb, dumb things. <laughs> uh, Balab says, just a reminder, uh, Los Angeles Knight has the Kavorka. It's true. He does. Um, he's, he said it himself. And Who are we to doubt him? Um, so uh, I, I'm, I'm assuming Xia Li is no longer around because she's not really talked about and they didn't do a thing where she left. Like it would have been interesting if they had done like a whole thing where like she had decided like if Mei Ying had said, go out, you're ready, go out and, 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 and do something. I know she, she got hurt in her match with, with, uh, with Raquel, but it's a weird thing to like not have her around at all or even referenced. So Boa is like, I failed her last week. But now Mei Ying's gonna come in and kick some ass next week. And so we get to see a 5,000-year-old dragon lady have her in-ring debut. I wonder if she'll vape in somebody's face. Um I, I, I okay. We'll see, we'll see where this goes. Um, they then they immediately went to this thing where, like, I, is this like an Easter egg? We're supposed to be paying attention to this. 
because we had Wade Barrett go, I was trying to talk to the person who lost uh, Zion Quinn or whatever, who lost, who won versus Boa last week, but I can't find him anywhere. And I was like, ooh, intrigue. Maybe he was kidnapped by Mei Ying. And then, then Beth Phoenix just like negs it immediately. She's like, no, it's true. He trains by himself. So nobody really knows where to find him. Like, Wait, which is it? Is it is it like innocuous thing? Like he likes to keep to himself, or was he was he kidnapped by a five thousand year old dragon lady who's gonna fill his lungs with vape, and that's metal in your lungs? Like that's a, this is a very important thing. We need to get to the bottom of this. Is what I'm saying. We do, but at the same time, we don't because it's all ending in two weeks. So yeah, it's true. <laughs> it's true. It's true. It's true. All of these things don't need to be getting the bottom of. It's it's you know it's it's like it's like a Woody's Roundup from Toy Story Two, where where Woody found out that he was the star of a show uh, at one point. But there's the the cliffhanger, a literal cliffhanger, where he's jumping over the Grand Canyon on the back of Bullseye, and then and then there's no more episodes, and the show is canceled. Like I feel like we're, I I would honestly love it if NXT after the taped episodes came back. For a live episode, it's all rainbow, and then they never mention anything that happened before ever again. Oh my gosh, completely! Like just, just, and like, and like, anybody brings it up, like, what are you talking about? That never happened. Like, it's just a completely different timeline that is starting right there. And Can we give them it. all new names too. Yes, Why all not? new names. Why not? All new names. All new names. Uh, new, new, new tag team champs: Rich Holland and Cocky. So that'll be fun. Um. <laughs> So we got Raquel versus Jessica Maya. Um, and Jessica Maya, like, I'm gonna hurt your leg. And uh, and Ra Ra Raquel Gonzalez is like, good luck with that. Here's a giant clothesline and my giant power bomb thing. Have fun, have fun when you wake up. Um, and th this is this is the kind of thing you I, I wish they would do more often. Just let let the champ come out, wrestle a quick squash, and remind everybody that she's not to be fucked with. Because yeah. usually it's like they they get maybe they'll get one special match uh, along the way um, where it's a, a a title match or whatever. But usually it's like takeover, and we won't see you again till the next takeover. It's like <laughs> we could, there's some stuff you can do in the in the ring between there. I agree with you. This is especially for the type of champion that Raquel is. Like she should be doing this. Like she is that dominant. She's had the title for that long. Like you should be the kind of champion that just comes out, squashes somebody like a little bug and goes away. And yeah. um, I feel like she would be a really great replacement for Naya. I'll just put it that way. She's everything Naya isn't. Yeah. Like she's, she's huge uh, without it being like a thing where like, I, I feel like they wouldn't be tempted to be like, Hey, why don't you slap your own butt? Like, right, yeah. She like, has a butt, but like you don't have to maybe like, like she's yeah. she's very, very large without it being about a her thing. size. You know what I mean? Like like that's I don't know how to say it in, in, in a way that like like hey to Vince, she's Nia Jax isn't big, she's big and fat. Right. And, that, and that's that's a that's an important point in Vince's eyes. But you don't have to worry about any of that stuff. You just have this giant woman out there who's powerbombing women through the ring like yeah. that. But do I have any faith? No, of course Did not. They, they will do anything good with Raquel Gonzalez. No, no. Um, the nerd guru says Mei Yang's finisher has to be called Meta Metal in Your Lungs. <laughs> it does. Um, I I would pop so hard if if she 
did the, the vape thing if she blew smoke at somebody and then we would have Wade Barrett go, that's metal in your lungs. Like I, if I would, I would just howl on my couch at home. Please, Wade Barrett, if you're watching, please do that for me. And then Beth Phoenix is like, no, it's not. It's vape <laughs> in your face. It's just water vapor. Um, <laughs> it's completely harmless. There's no chemicals in that. Um, I, uh, <laughs> but uh, so Joe gets a backstage interview with Wade Barrett. And I, I like the tenor of this, like the whole, like it, I, now we are, I'm going to set a precedent now. From now on, this is what it means to be NXT champion. Um, and I like that. I like that he says that this is the other stuff. It was really, it was like, great men who came before me, like the only two guys I fought since Kinakamura and Finn Balor. The guy I took the title from and the guy who took the title from me. Like, those so are the only two champions I recall from NXT. I haven't been watching the product, you see. And I hated the guy that I took the title from this time, so I have no idea who else is, was ever the champion. And, and so do you guys, by the way. Yeah. The guy yeah. that got Buddha at the performance center because we yes. did such a good job with him. Yeah. yeah. Oh, boy, oh, boy. Um, I, I, I like this. Uh, I like that he, he's basically saying who's going to step up. Um, and and I, I think that it's, it, it is an open-ended thing now, and I honestly think they don't know. Yeah. That they don't know what they're doing yet because they got to figure it out with the whole thing because there's the there's the Pete Dunn question still of whether like what what his contract exactly is. So this seems like they're setting him up to be a top a top challenger, but he might just be like just vanished. Like the net when, when we come back to live episodes, he might not be there anymore. They just and they're not and they'll never mention him. Pete who? Peter Peter what? No, that I don't, that doesn't ring a bell. No. Yeah. It's almost like fun at this point, but also very sad because there's people's careers and a really great product at stake. But it is kind of like this is getting wild. Like nobody knows when anybody's contract ends because apparently nobody in Stanford can manage a fucking spreadsheet like with just names and dates in it. Does somebody have 30 days? Do they have 90 days? What brand are they on? Like it's it's there's a horse loose. And there's a horse loose in a hospital. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, yeah. I, <laughs> I'm going to exist after this. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? I, 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 yeah. <laughs> I need, I need, uh, like, like for, for, for Pete Dunn to cut a promo on somebody on the final taped episode and the next live episode, they just do like a thing of like, uh, Pete Dunn died on the way back to his home planet. Like that was it. And they like they just poochie him out of existence and we'll never mention we'll never mention him again. Oh my um, gosh. But like in the car crash, he was on his back, so he still went out on his back. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, uh, Chris, <laughs> Chris Rain says the one thing we do know is that Adam Cole doesn't have any cavities. Jeremy Lambert wrote a story on that today. You guys should go read it. Very it, important. It's very important. He doesn't have any cavities. That means he's medically cleared. Because if he needs oral surgery. You never know when when he might be out. Um, they didn't even paywall that for you guys. That no. is a hot story. That is a hot that scoop. is available for the public. Yes. Um so uh so Roderick Strong like I don't I don't know. Do you like this? I don't like this. Um he set up an open challenge last week on the show and then they they like and I was like, "Oh, I'm interested to see who's who it's going to be." And then they go 
the open challenge was answered over the weekend on social media. And I was like, what are you... The half the fun of the open challenge is seeing the dude's music, hearing the yep. guy's music hit, and he walks down the ramp, and you get to see the champ in real time assess his chances of winning this match, his title defense, or whatever it is. Like, I know Roderick Strong's not a that. champ right now, but still, like, that's a thing. Like, they did that on AEW once, too, I think. I can't remember. Maybe with Brit. But it's it's so annoying. First of all, it wasn't even on TikTok. So what's the point if you're going to do it on social media and it's not on TikTok exclusively? No. Second of all, like, remember when Cena did it and Owens came out and it no. was insane? Like, that's kind of the point of the open challenge because... When when um, when Cena when part. Cena did it and it was Owens and obviously that was insane but like when Cena did it and like guys who like you were like oh I would love to see this match it'd be I don't think they're gonna beat Cena but this will be great like Sami yeah. Zayn like came out and had this match and it was like mm-hmm. that was awesome and like uh, I remember one an open challenge that I'll never forget um, was was Seth Rollins doing an open challenge for the WWE title. Like, come on out. Who's going to come out? And it was Neville. And they had, like, one of the greatest false finishes I've ever seen in my life. And I the really crowd was so into Neville maybe beating Seth Rollins. They were beside themselves yep. when, when Rollins got a foot on the rope. Um, and That's, it was, yep. oh, my God. Like, that kind of thing where it gets to people. You can find out who you need to push. Now, the thing was, they found out who they needed to push with Neville and they never pushed him. And so look where he is now. He's like, you know, he's doing something else somewhere else being awesome. But like you can find out when you have things like this, the crowd goes crazy for, for like the opportunity of this thing. And now it's like, listen, I love the, I love the little, the little Japanese fellow with his blazer, with his face on it, but we could have had like something really like important. I don't know if important is the right word, but like, something really interesting here. And it was like obvious when he came out, they're like, Oh, this guy's going to get the the tar beaten out of him. And he did. And that was it. Like, it was okay. You know, this also made me think about like the fact that it was taped. Cause I was like, maybe they filmed the open challenge part of this after the match or something. Like it felt so disjointed that I was like, this feels like a taped episode all of a sudden, but you're right. The purpose of the open challenge is to find out in real time, who it is because it makes your head go like what are the possibilities this could be everyone anyone and then they just tell you which is boring and then the champ do the whole time so it's like well then did you just create a matchup yeah like i mean i i, I appreciate jiro saying um ikman jiro saying that kushida was his hero is, is his hero and that's why he's fighting for his honor or whatever uh and as soon as he is healthy he will beat you for the title uh, and like okay great um uh, I want Kushida to come back healthy as soon as possible because I want to see that Roderick Strong versus Kushida match. They he came they came out with their with their two giant white bread loaves of white bread, two giant walking loaves of white bread come out with Roderick Strong. The Diamond Mine is well is alive and well in 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 the spirit of two giant walking loaves of white bread, uh, who are the Creed brothers. Now, I will say I did appreciate what passes for long-term storytelling. Weeks ago, uh, Bivens was walking past Regal's uh, office, and there were two giant loaves of white bread working security, and he handed them his card, and now they're in the diamond mine. 
I do feel like that's basically how WWE is doing recruiting now because yeah. now is when I'm going to read this tweet from John from John Canzano, who is a uh, a reporter uh, in in uh, hold on, let's make sure here. Yeah, uh, for the Oregonian, he's a columnist for the Oregonian sports columnist in Portland, Oregon, Portland State. It's a small, um, a small. Uh, uh, it's a very, it's a, it's a decent sized university, um, but but has a small football team. Uh, this guy isn't small. He says Portland State offensive lineman John Cron, K R A H N. So I feel like they're going to call him John Cron, but it's going to be K R O N N. John Cron. 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 Cron, that's going to be his chance. This is the tall Paul of the show. It is. John Cron. John John Cron. He has received an inquiry from WWE of Pro Wrestling. Um, Height, seven feet. Weight, 416 pounds. There's a quote from Portland State's coach. He says, his knee braces look like water park shoots. Um, WWE has not signed Kron, but it's sniffing around. Sniffing around, says this tweet. And so it begins. Yeah. We're not, no, this guy hasn't said, I'd like to be a professional wrestler one day. They found a man who is seven feet tall and 416 pounds and certainly isn't going from Portland State to the pros. And they were like, hey, 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 large fellow, would you like to come and be be a wrestler? That's how they're doing recruiting now. No, 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 more, no. no more indie guys. We're just going to go and we're going to grab giant failed athletes. They didn't say, would you like to come be a wrestler? They said, hey, large guy, would you like to come be large? Because we're not wrestling anymore. <laughs> like, like, would you, would just, you like, would you like to be large here. inside a wrestling ring? And 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 then and we're going to get people through piped in chants to start going, cron, 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 cron. Cron. Yeah, it'll be great. Uh, well, have... he is seven feet tall, and you can't teach that. No, you can't. Um, you, you can't teach that. It's also hard to teach 416 pounds. <laughs> though though you though you, you can teach somebody to overeat, I suppose. Um, I I I don't I don't know how I feel about this because this is this 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 little thing means they're doing this a lot. Yeah. And like this. This isn't the one guy they reached out to. They just they're just, they're just doing this to everybody now. This is how we do things. This is how I, we do uh, things. I I work with sports agents and there's like a whole other guy in WWE that recruits for non-wrestling people. And my guess is he just got very busy. Like his whole thing is like stars that didn't know they wanted to be wrestlers yet or like his tagline and i've seen him at the nfl combine and stuff so like there's a guy whose whole job i just love (laughs) he goes to the nfl combine and sees a dude run an eight second 40 and like okay okay you're you're obviously not getting drafted but you are a very large fellow but you are Uh, very large and hopefully you don't have an agent so that we don't have to deal with him that's what you're going for i just love the idea like I know these guys wear them as like present preventative measures, but the quote is about he has knee braces. So let's get him gigantic and already busted up. Perfect. Perfect. Get a guy who's got a history of knee problems who's seven feet tall and four hundred pounds and who has no idea. Maybe John Cron is the guy they asked about um about uh, for, for for the uh 
focus group for what to do about NXT. Here it is. I've uh, never watched wrestling. I don't know what NXT is. Perfect. Would you like to work for us? Do you, you want to be in NXT? <laughs> what's NXT? Now, what's, if I'm hiring someone for a job and I'm like, well, there's these people <laughs> that have been doing this job for years and they're trained and they are so passionate about it. They do it for no money and they lose money. Yep. Or there's a guy who has never heard of this job and has no interest in it and physically is less capable of doing the job. That's the guy I want. Yep. That's what I want. I want that. Crazy um, pills. Um, the, so uh, back on NXT because we're a minute, we're an hour and 15 minutes into this thing. Uh, Cameron Grimes is is backstage uh, being interviewed about uh, oh oh that Ted DiBiase he taught me so much about about life uh, and then the Grizzly Young Vets come out um, and they 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 taunt him with a with another replica like could we buy you one from the a universal title from the WWE shop and it's like uh, uh, so then Grimes takes the one from them and and drops it on on on. Zach Gibson's toe. Uh, and he goes, Toe the moon! <laughs> which, which I can't support in any way, but what? made me cackle. Like, I mean, listen, I'm all for a good pun. That was a bad pun. And it was, that it still made me laugh, though. Dare you, sir. That was a fantastic pun. <laughs> but it doesn't make any sense. You can't toe something to the moon. I guess suppose you could. It doesn't make sense to drop a title on someone's foot, either, instead also of hitting them in the head. Also true. It's like, it's an argument. You gotta tow them to the moon. Yeah, it's true. Um, I, uh, yeah. So I guess we're gonna get um, Cameron Grimes versus Zach Gibson, or maybe Cameron Grimes has to find a tag partner. Who the hell is that gonna be? I don't know. Um, um, so we get uh, Ridge Holland, Tommaso Ciampa. Um, and Tommaso Ciampa won. That's the main. That's the main thing. I I thought for sure they were going to have Ridge Holland beat him, um, but I it looks like they might be at least keeping Ciampa on the short list of guys who are going to face Samoa Joe. Tommaso Ciampa versus Samoa Joe is a dream match. Yeah, like that's that's that just uh, we talked about this last week. Those two eras did not overlap. Um, I know Tommaso Ciampa before he was Tommaso Ciampa had a match versus Samoa Joe in NXT. Samoa Joe beat the shit out of him. Crap out of him, yeah. And but it wasn't <laughs> it wasn't Tommaso Ciampa. He was just like a guy who was there basically as an extended tryout. Now it would be amazing. So him beating Ridge Holland keeps that possibility open. Uh Ridge got to throw him all over the place. Uh Ciampa got to fight back strong. Um he uh, he hit the air raid crash, but but Holland kicked out of it, and then he hit Willow's bell. Um, and and credit credit to Peter Dune, who runs a tight ship. Like he could have sent his boys in there at any time to to end the match with a disqualification and beat up uh, Tommaso Ciampa, but he said no. Ridge's got to take his lumps. He's still a young fellow. He's got to know uh, what it's like to lose, and then he'll be extra angry next week. I think uh, that's the only because what's what's the, what's the um, the precedent? It's always the heel sends his goons in to beat up somebody, and that's how they end matches. So the fact that that didn't happen means there must be a story there, because I I have to force myself to think that good things are possible in NXT. 
<laughs> or they're just like, maybe we freeze anything to do with Pete Dunne. <laughs> um, I, I really like this match. It was very physical. Like yeah. you guys beat the hell out of each other. And I really want to see Samoa Joe versus Ciampa. I want Ciampa to win the title though. So I don't know if I want this to be like the next thing that happens, but I'm also not opposed to Joe dropping the title and losing his ever loving mind. Um, I think that could be really fun, but I kind of want to see Samoa Joe just like chew up a bunch of people first before we get there. But maybe that's what it'll be. Maybe you'll get a bunch of squashes and then all of a sudden he sees Ciampa and is like, whoa, this guy's the real deal. Um, and, And then drops it there. But I thought this was a great way to close the show. It was a clean finish. I like those. Um, the British boy band was standing strong, more so than the rejected frat boys of Diamond Mind. Um, I I thought this was a, a nice way to end this week of programming that who knows if it's going to matter in four weeks from now. Right, exactly. Um, uh, so then, of course, the after Champa wins, then Pete sends the goon squad in there to beat him up. And then MSK gets to come down and play the heroes. And we actually got an MSK chant. Um, so I think they're trying to figure out ways to get MSK was not getting cheered uh, for the longest time as champions. And now, now they, now they are, which is good. Maybe helping out Tommaso Ciampa helps that cause. Um, they're great. Like they are they like they should, they're great. They're, they're great. And for whatever reason, they just, that, that particular set of CWC people did not, did not love them. But um, I'm 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 good with with all this, especially the, the clean finish, especially Champa going over. Um, it it really makes me wonder of like how much of this stuff is going to be like just retconned out of existence in two weeks, um, because of because of the the new Rainbow NXT, um, and how much of it is going to continue until like the next takeover cycle, like because you can't. I mean, we we talk about like oh John Cron. Oh no, like he's going to go over Samoa Joe in three weeks. No, he has no idea what the hell's. He's still a, an active, uh, for all I know, uh, an active college football player. He's not in the PC yet. He hasn't even accepted the offer. If he's smart, he'll go to AEW. But what I'm saying, <laughs> I'm joking. Um, but, but what I'm saying is um, that all these new people, eventually they're going to be put on TV way too early. But it's way too early for them to be thinking about putting them on TV way too early. Like, I think Parker Boudreaux is probably going to be on TV earlier than he should. But he's been at the PC for a few months. you got to wait a few months. That so is I feel my like, worry. I feel like six months from now, we're going to really start getting into the ugly, ugly part of it. But for a while, it's going to be half really ugly and half still good. And then we're just, it's going to be just us watching a, beloved, a, a loved one. Like brain dead uh, in a vegetative state, and just knowing we have to pull the plug eventually, but 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 there's still a, a chance for a miracle. Well, and the thing with Champa too is it's safe, right? Like yeah. he's going to make anything work, so it makes sense to have him win on one of the last like of this taped batch because like he could lose next week and it would be fine. Like he's going to make anything work. Um, but I'm with you. Like, what is going to what talent is going to move on to the main roster with this and what storylines are going to die and what talent and storylines are going to stay in NXT. I yep. don't have any idea. And if you don't want to move to the main roster, are you allowed to leave the company? What does that look like? Does anybody know how many days you have? Like there are so many question marks with everything that's to come. So it is like that was hanging over my head all night of like, I don't, 
I can only be so invested when I know this all might be gutted. Yes, true. Um, Joe Bagadona says everyone have everyone should do an amnesia angle. Let's cap this check. I I agree. And then the final super chat. Thank you so much, guys, from Ben Morris. He sees the tap out as consistent with Walter's character. He's a badass, but first and foremost, foremost, he's a professional. He gave it his all, but was beaten. Um, that is not how I see Walter. I, I I see him as as an absolute. He's 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 a monolith. He's 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 not a to me like yes, I'm sure he's a professional, but he's like just this. He's an unassailable um, uh, monster, and and I I I don't like seeing unassailable monsters uh, tap out. Um, I just don't. I I I feel like you you, you work so hard to build that. Um, it's just my own personal preference. Everybody has theirs, but mine mine is that a, a tap out is is a is a is when you are a champion and you tap out to relinquish it, you are giving up your title in the moment. You should be willing to have a bone break if you were if it keeps you giving your title. Like that's just especially when you're the guy. Otherwise, yeah. it looks like it, to me, it looks weak in a at a regular match. Absolutely, tap out all you want. It doesn't matter. Wins and losses don't matter. But the title that you've been holding for several years that matters. That's just my own thing. Kate Hensler, thank you so much for being on the show again. Uh, we'll be be here for for the duration. Keep 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 coming back because because we're gonna be here uh, just talking about how terrible all this is. But please <laughs> tell everybody where you can find. Oh no, it's so people true. can find you. You can find me at Kate on deck. I see there should be on the graphic. Okay. Yeah. Between that. But we'll I know, but that, that's not me. I didn't do that. Talk to, talk to Sean. No, I'll, I'll blame Sean. His birthday's please. over. Please. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but you can follow me there on Twitter. You can follow me uh, at the Mark Order podcast, which is all things all elite immediately after Dynamite on Wednesday nights on Facebook and in podcast form after that. You can find me on Fridays with Sean Rossap the birthday boy, yeah. uh, during the SmackDown AEW Rampage post-show. Uh, this week, it's going to be with Robert DeFelice, which I'm very excited about. And I'm doing the All Out post-show with this guy. Yes. Um, I know how mirrors work. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's right. Um, <laughs> we we are gonna we are going to be up until 7 a.m. I'm fine with it. I'm because, I, listen, I'm not. I have a, I have a, I have a family. I... <laughs> I I I have to be up and like taking care of a child in the morning. We, we this is going to be that I'm sure all out is going to be five hours long, and the podcast will be six hours. Mm -hmm. It's going to be a hell of a night. Come join us for all six hours of our podcast. Uh, it's, four hours <laughs> of it. Tall Paul and Tucci Marshall. That's, that's going right. to be four hours. Mo mostly will be about uh, Tall Paul. Mostly. Um, yes, Tall Paul. Um, thank you, everybody, for being here. Please uh, like the video if you haven't yet, uh, please. And subscribe to Fightful Select. And and also, I'm going to talk a lot about how, how much Naya sucks on, on Fightful Select. So go do that. Yeah, bye. <laughs>